0: Verse 12 and 13. Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. When you get it, say, I got it. I got it. (laughs) Crystal, you got it on your phone? She's like, I got it. I got it. All right. Let's read it together. Ready to read. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Father, thank you for the word we're about to receive. Thank you that the word itself is sanctified and it will sanctify us. It is the truth and it will set us apart from the world. So let it be unto us. According to your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen Amen. and amen. All right, now we're talking about this subject God is working in you. This this is part four. I thought it was going to be a one part, part of a three but this is four part. This is sub part four. Again, I, I watch a lot of Dr. Bill Winston and he does like part nineteen of, you know, one subpart. I was praying from this morning. He he couldn't find his notes this morning. Yeah. Did you watching that? Yes, he couldn't find his notes. So I'm like Dr. Bill. And I wanted to go in the chat and type in iPad Pro, iPad Pro or something. <laughs> but I know I would have got blasted. Don't you mess with our apostle. That's my apostle too. I love him. I love him. I'm praying. I just want him to get him some uh, something. Praise the Lord. But So this is part four of God is working in you. And I've been talking about how God has given every, each and every one of us a divine purpose, and assignment, and a destiny. And because there's something big that Father God wants to do um, through us, but there are things he has to get to us, and then so he can work through us. You got it? Yes, sir. It's important to note, all you high schoolers, you're going back to school tomorrow, those who are going and starting to college this year, that purpose, assignment, and destiny are the most important things you can discover about your life. Divine purpose, assignment, and destiny are the most important things you can discover about your life. It's not about where you're going to school. It's not about where you're going to uh, get a job. It's not about what kind of career you're going to have. It's not about even about who you're going to marry. The most important thing you can discover about your life is your divine purpose, your divine assignment, and your divine destiny. Because when you get that, your life will have meaning and direction. If you don't know those things, you'll make up all kind of, well, I'm planning on doing this. I'm planning on doing this. I'm going over here. You know, I changed my mind. Now I'm going to start this. And now I'm changing my mind. Well, you know, I don't feel like doing that. And you'll, you'll, be, you'll be some of everywhere getting nothing done. Because you're not looking for divine. My, my wife and I, I hope, I hope all of you all are subscribed to and watch Faith Increase television. Uh, the airs every Sunday night at 8 p.m. on YouTube, and in I think that was last Sunday's uh, teaching, we we taught on Are You Under Bad Leadership? How many of y'all caught that? Yes, sir. Not enough of y'all. At least at least my people ought to watch it. At least my people ought to watch it. It's it's, it's only 28 and a half minutes. Watch it. It's worth it, because we're talking. about, I know it's not long, it's really not long enough. But we're talking about bad leadership. Not not the president, not your pastor, not the people at your job. It's you. It's, are you under bad leadership? Is your spirit leading or is your flesh or your soul leading? Because if, you, if your soul or your flesh is leading you, they're not leading you, they're driving you. You're being driven. And you can't afford to be driven by your flesh or your soul. You must be led, Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, for they that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Very good. Y'all had a general idea. All right. So you got to be led by the Spirit. If you're led by the Spirit, you're under good leadership. I said you're led by the Spirit, you're under good leadership. Okay? So I got to learn what is my destiny, what is my purpose, what is my assignment. What, just, just as a side, no, I'm going to teach on this eventually, just those three. Your destiny is where you're going. It's, it's what's the end going to look like. Your purpose, your assignment is, or assignments, because you can have several assignments, is what are you doing? Your purpose is why in the world are you doing all this? And see, if you don't know divine purpose, if you don't know what your divine uh, your destiny is, then you'll n- never look, get into your divine assignments. A s- destiny, where I'm going, purpose, why I'm going to be doing what I'm doing. Assignments are, within, are on that track, on that road. But if I don't know that, if I don't know my destiny and I don't know my purpose, then I'm looking for uh, things over here and I'm operating out of my assignment. It doesn't matter if I'm making good money. If it's out of my assignment, it's meaningless. It doesn't matter if I build a big house. If I'm out of my assignment, then it doesn't mean anything. Glory to God. If Can I say something? If you find your divine destiny... If you discover your divine purpose and get into your divine assignments, you can be a fry cook at McDonald's and be a billionaire. Boy, y'all ain't saying You can be a fry cook at Checkers. Because when you're in divine assignment, purpose, and destiny, where you work is not important. It's why you're working. It's who you're working unto. Boy, y'all ought to death. That, that's worth a tweet right there. At home, you ought to just type it on the chat. It doesn't matter where I work. It matters why I'm working, and it matters who I'm working unto. Do all things as unto the Lord. Work hard on it, the Bible says, as unto the Lord. You see? So i got to be led by the Spirit of God. Look in Acts 20, verse 24. They're going to put in the Passion Translation. Don't even look in your Bible because you don't have the Passion. The Passion Translation of Acts 20 Verse 24 says this, but whether I live or die is not important. <laughs> whether I live or die is not important. For I don't esteem my life as indispensable. It's more important for me to fulfill my destiny and to finish the ministry my Lord Jesus assigned to me, which is faith to faithfully preach the wonderful news of God's grace. It's more important for me to fulfill my destiny and to finish the ministry which the Lord assigned to me. That's the most important thing you can do. It's interesting that kids graduating high school, girls going to college, They want to have them test and do personality tests and all kind of um, tests to discover, you know, what your line of work should be as valves and. So you can kind of figure out what you should do in life. They don't teach you to pray. Lord, Jesus, reveal to me why I'm here. Lord, Jesus, reveal to me what would you have me to do. How many of y'all would talk that when you come out of high school, pray and ask the Lord what he wants you to do? How many of y'all spent your first year in college or, or, or sat down with, a, with an academic counselor and they say, i tell you what, let's, let's pray in tongues for a minute. Let's, let's see what God wants you to do. Of us even sat with our parents and our parents said okay tell you what let's pray and see what God wants you to do hmm. you be good at see that's flesh and soul driven driven by how much money I can make come on now I know I'm right y'all can be quiet rather than driven by or led by the Spirit of God into my destiny, fulfilling my purpose, completing my assignment or my assignments the Lord gives me. Okay? So God has to work on us to help us get to this place so that we know and do exactly what God wants us to do. Okay? Now, Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13 has been our focus verse for this time. And it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with what again? Fear and trembling. Why? For it is God, come on, who works in you both to will. Both to do what? Will and to do. Which one comes first, the will or the do? The will. Both to Will. And to do for his good pleasure. Notice again, will precedes or comes before do. So he has to first work in us, the will, before the do. In other words, if I can put it in, in a common vernacular, we have to first get the will before he'll give us the skill. It's God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So there's something God wants you to do, Miss Hattie. Doesn't matter what age you are. There's something God has for you to do that requires a skill that only he can give, but he must first get the will. Oh, my, 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 my. Say neighbor, first the will. Then the, skill. then the skill. Tell somebody else. First the will. The then, the then the skill. I, I, I found. Now I don't know how many of y'all have ever, ever been on a, in a leadership level, whether it's in a company, whether it's on a, a sports team. If you how many people have ever been a coach of something? You've been a coach of something. Raise your hand real high. Y'all been coaches, okay? <laughs> as, as a coach, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna tell you this. As a spiritual leader, as a pastor, I'm gonna be frank with you. As a pastor. It's, it's easier for God to use someone who's willing and unskilled than someone who's skilled and unwilling. Anybody going to be in leadership, you ought to write this down. It's easier to use someone, whether it's God in the church or whether it's you with your business, Robert, because you got to hire people. You got to, for what God wants to do in your company, Robert, to build, help us build this village we're going to have out here, you know, you might get a $100 million contract for that. I've already planned on the billion dollars. Um, when God gives the billion dollars to build this village, we're going to spend about 650 to 750 to build it. Come on, come on. Then I, then I want to put two fifty mil in the bank, float it, and at a conservative interest rate of 5%, we get about $25 million a year to fund it continuously. Can knowledge. If, if we spend about six, seven fifty to build it, I can put two fifty in the bank at a conservative return of, of five percent. We can; it'll, it'll fund us at twenty-five million million dollars a year for operating budget. Besides whatever God adds to it, because you'll need that for what we what we run. We'll need twenty-five million dollars to run it every year. So I know I got to cap out. I got to max out my construction, Robert. <laughs> Ms. Candace, I, I know you're a construction manager, so we gotta, we gotta manage this thing, we gotta get it, keep it under 750 million. If I can get it at 600, it's even better. You can, you can procure everything for us, right? That role right there, that's the construction role right there. Look at that. <laughs> Procurement services, construction management, construction. Glory to God. So when you're in business or you're in leadership, you'd much rather have someone who's willing and unskilled than someone who's skilled and unwilling. Why? Now somebody may say, well, no, I got to have somebody skilled." skill. The problem is if they're skilled and unwilling, you got to keep on dragging them, keep on jerking them. But if they're willing and unskilled, they're going to say, teach me show me. And after you show me, I'm going to go home and practice it. Yes. Go, 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 to go back to Philippians 2 verse 12. Put Philippians 2 verse 12 back on the screen. On. Philippians 2 verse 12 back on the screen. He says, you have always obeyed not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. See, when a person is willing, even when the leader, the boss, is absent. You gotta watch out if you're in business, watch out watch out for lazy employees who work one way when you're around, but when you're absent, they're goofing off, loafing off. The Bible says a wasteful employee is companion to a destroyer. When they're slothful, lazy, they're the companion, they're the brother of a destroyer. They will destroy your company. Yes, Come on. Come on. Up, right? This business about a book right here. Yes, so, so, in leadership, you want people who are willing, yes. Yes. even if they're unskilled, because if they're uns- if they're willing, they will learn. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, now, when it comes to God, Deacon Robert, check this out. It's easier for God to work with someone who's willing and unskilled than someone who's skilled and unwilling. A person who's unwilling, God can't do nothing with them. Right. 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 They, can, they can play the organ, but they ain't willing. I ain't finna the brothers I ain't gonna come out there. You gotta, you gotta pay me extra. Oh, you gonna, oh, you gonna have a Tuesday night, Tuesday night service too? Okay, oh, you gotta. Oh, you, gonna, oh, you wanna have a revival for five nights? Oh. <laughs> That's what's happening in our church today skilled but unwilling. See, watch this. This this is going to bless somebody. If you're willing and unskilled, God can download skill into you. Put Exodus 35 and 35 on the screen. Exodus 35 and verse 35, I think it is, verse 35. Exodus 35, I believe it's verse 35. This is what God says about Aholiab and those guys. It says, God says, he's talking to Moses, he says about them He has, this is God has, filled them with skill. Now, if you go back a few verses from that, right around verse 32, 33, it talks about them being willing. Everyone who's willing come. So they were already willing back in the earlier verses. Now in verse 35, it says, he has filled them with skill. So if you find someone who's willing the Bible says God can download skill into them. That's why I much, much rather be surrounded with people who are willing. I don't need you to be the best singer, the best musician, or the best usher, the best greeter, or the best whatever. Now, if you want to secure the team, I need you to know how to shoot. I'm gonna need some skill when it comes to that. I need, <laughs> I need, you, I need you to know how to handle yourself. I don't don't need no Barney Fipes on the security team, praise the Lord. (laughs) All you get is a bullet and no gun or a gun and no bullet, but you ain't going to have nothing, no skill. I need you willing and skill. praise the Lord. But if you just have will in the body of Christ, it says God has filled them with skill to do all of work of the engraver and the designer and the tapestry maker in blue, purple and scarlet thread and fine linen, keep going and of the weaver, those who do every work and those who design artistic work. So they didn't have skill before but they were willing and God downloaded they woke up one morning, I know how to do that oh Jesus they just knew how to do it So, Philippians 2, verse 13, let's go back there. So, God works in you first to get you the will before he can get you the skill. Now, listen to me, listen to me. (laughs) How many of y'all know you need money skills? I got 16 hands. How many of y'all know you need money skills? Some people, you're not broke or struggling because you're, you're not making enough money. It's because you don't have money skills. You don't understand money is a tool. Like a hammer. Like a, like a, like a, 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 a saw. And that right, Oscar? Chris, you got you to have skills. If you don't have skills, Elder Jeff... Don't pick up a saw, don't pick up a, a screwdriver, don't pick up nothing, don't you? If you don't have skills, leave that alone, leave it to somebody who has some skills. So every tool in your toolbox requires some level of skill, right? You're not going to have people out there pouring concrete and they don't have any skills. You got tools, you got to know how to run this stuff, right? So, so when, it comes, when it comes to us, when it comes to money rather, money is a tool, Am talking to you today Money is a tool. How do I get my lights turned on? With money? Y'all ain't kidding. How do I feed my family? With money. How do I take care of my house and keep you know like, like your key is a door to put in the door for your house? You need money to, to have that key. That's right. So money is a tool. You all have just used your money today as a tool to help educate children. It's a tool. Well, if you're going to operate tools, you've got to have some skills. My wife was so amazed the other day, we had a, a light socket in our house in, the, in the, the ironing room or the laundry room, whatever you call it, and uh, the light socket, like, not light socket, the uh, outlet, the outlet, outlet. Well, what would happen, over time, those outlets wear out, you know, from putting stuff in and out, putting stuff in and out, and it wore out, Oscar, and... Uh, you know, what happened, you put your iron in there and you're going to iron your clothes and that thing starts coming out and all of a sudden you don't know the iron's cold and you've ruined your clothes. So I said, well, let me, you know, well, cause I call it, a it nutrition. Well, wait a minute, I know how to, how to use tools. I'm willing to do it. So guess what? God downloaded me without me ever going to school, without me calling Oscar and learning. No, he just gave me the skill. So I went in there, turned the power off, on that. No, I didn't turn all the power off. See, you, you embellishing on me. I, just the power. You know how you do. You plug the iron in. Hey, I'm going to go turn everything off in the garage. Let me know when the iron goes off. Boom. Knew and iron went off, so I know I got the right one. So I went in there, took my tools, and I pulled that old outlet out, put the outlet in, and they were shocked when they came in there and it worked. They're like, oh my God. Like what's wrong with y'all? What? What? What you think? You think all I can do is preach? <laughs> Praise you, Lord, that thing worked. Praise God. See, if you're willing, God can give you the skill to do anything. Okay. So, everybody say skillfulness. Skillfulness. So money is a tool. Isaiah 119 in the Living Bible, in the Living Bible, here's what God says in the Living Bible. He says, if you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. So I want you to see three times will is mentioned here. Two of those wills are on you. One of them, the will is on God. So we got to see your will in action and we see God's will in action. What's my will? I'm willing to let him help me. I'm willing to obey him. He's willing. Oh, say it again. He's willing to make me rich. rich. Say to make make me rich. So if I get my will worked out, he's already willing. See, God don't have to work on his own will. He's working in us working yes, to get our will yes, yes. lined up with his will. Yes. And when we let our will line up with his will, he'll give us the skill to get money. Right. Yes, sir. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, my goodness, this is coming. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, it says, But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power or skill, that word power is not anointing. I know y'all Holy Ghost feel saints. That word power is an anointing. That word power there implies skill. So it takes skill to get wealth. I wish I had another church. Maybe listening to me. Y'all listening? Okay. All right. Good. I, I thought y'all. I thought y'all left me for a minute. Okay. All right. Y'all right there? Okay. 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 Good. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. It takes skill to get wealth. It's, your, it's God who gives you power. That word power there implies skill. So you getting wealth takes skills. Just throw this in here. Most of us were never taught the skills to get wealth. How do you know? Well, Proverbs 22, verse 6, which is about money. Y'all know Proverbs 22, verse 6? Media, I'm off my notes, so you might as well just flow with me. On, <laughs> How many of y'all know Proverbs 22, verse 6? Yes, Start it. Ready, go. Child. They had it on the screen. Y'all cheated. <laughs> okay, so train up a child in the way he should go. How many of y'all have heard that growing up your whole life? All right, do you know that verse is about money? Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, I taught you. Okay, good. Okay. Look at, him, look at me, go ahead. All right. So, train up a child in the way you should go because how do we know it's about money? Every verse above it, and every verse behind it is about money. He didn't change subjects on that verse. Right? So, he means train you up in the, in the way you should go. In other words, it's a parent's job to help instill financial skills into their children. The problem with us is most of us were born to poor parents who did not have the skills themselves. So they trained us in the skills they had. And their skills tended towards poverty. So you had generational poverty. It wasn't a curse, it's just generational training. We cry about generational poverty, generational curses from generation to generation in the black culture. It ain't that, it's just the training that we get. My job as a parent is to train up my children, also my spiritual children, in the way you should go. And when you're old, you will not depart from it. That means when you grow up, you'll still be maintaining those same skills you learn. I, I, I teach, my wife just brought it. I, I, we teach our kids from, I mean, from babies. TS3 when you get money, you tithe, you sow, you save, and you spend in that order. To this day, they still operate that same way. They tithe. That's the foundation. Then they sow. My children, my children sow. My our children partner with us. Your children partner. Yeah, they want the same anointing. That anointing don't pass down through bloodline. You got to participate in that anointing. So they tithe. They sow, they save, and la- the last thing on their agenda is right. That's right. spend. That's what am I doing? I'm training them up with financial skills right. Right. that I learned not from my parents. Right. So my parents didn't train me this way. Right. Right. They didn't know. Right. They were wonderful. I have no complaints about my parents, but they didn't know this kind of stuff. Right. Right. But they didn't train me. But the Holy Ghost knows. That's the Bible says in 1 John 2, 20, I think it is you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. So the Holy Ghost can teach us all things, right? We have no, don't need anybody else to teach us because the Holy Ghost will teach us. So the Holy Ghost begin to teach me, here's how you handle money. Right. Here, you tired of being broke, Jonathan? Yes. Tired of it. Had enough. I wish I had two or three more people. Tired of it. Had enough. Tired of running out. Tired of to the end of the month trying to scrape, you know, or was just it's was just going to be some, some hot dogs and ramen noodles today. I was just I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. Anybody had enough of where you currently are? Online, let me ask online. Anybody online had enough of where you currently are? It takes skill. There are Elder Baker. There are skills that NFL players master, have mastered, that the guys at Lakewood have not mastered. And guys at Lakewood, some of those those guys might be big enough to say, "I can play with those big boys. I can play out there with them." You You might have the size, but if you don't have the skill. You got a child, a kid who, who's 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 six foot ten, and think he can go play in the NBA today against all them boys because you know I, I six foot. You might have the height, but you don't have the skill. Cause you better sit your behind on down, go down at the Bartlett Park and play at Bartlett Park. Come on out of Camp, Campus Park, Campus Park. <laughs> y'all, y'all know, y'all know what Campus Park is. Had, had these two fellows, Elder Baker and Kirkland, one day, all the men we were going to play basketball at Campbell's Park, and I guess our, our we weren't articulating properly enough, our pronunciation wasn't clear enough, and they they were riding around town together, it was just two of them, the two the two foreigners looking for Campbell's Park. <laughs> Why y'all so late? Man, we were looking for Campbell's Park, and there's no Campbell's Park. It's Campbell's Park, bro. It would have been a shame if we had told y'all botley. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been dropping all that little botley. What's botley? Google, Google, botley. Botley. <laughs> <laughs> My botley Park, Botley Park. Google, I cannot find Botley Park. Google, Bolly Park. I'm sorry, Bartlett. So you got to have skill to go to a greater level. Oh, this is so good. This ain't my notes, man. This is the Holy Ghost talking to us fresh. It requires skill. What, what how you manage, I didn't mean to talk about money, but how you manage your money when you, when you got your little $9.75 an hour job at Checkers. Do they pay that much? 9 cents, well okay, whatever 875 at checkers, whatever it is and That That is different when you're going to manage you know, uh, you know, $14 An hour Come on. Come on. It's different when you When you got $14 an hour and you live in your mama house yeah. Then when you got to step out on your own And get your How many of y'all have found that? I just want to go back to my mama house Mama just Mama, because, because on your own now, you got you to gotta manage how you're going to pay that light bill. Why the, why the lights went off? All your financial skills weren't ready for that level. Oh, Jesus. And this is what God is doing in the body of Christ. Jesus, we we've been managing, we've been managing hot dog giveaways, we've been managing pizza giveaways, we've been managing how to do little things on a small level, but God's trying to get us to the point where we can manage on feeding a nation. We we've been managing we we, we've managed how to charter a bus. But have we ever chartered an airline? See, there's a different skill set that's got to be honed and sharpened to manage the greater things that God wants us to manage. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So he has to work in us. I don't know how long it will take me to get past this verse here. It's God who works in us, both to will and then to do for his good pleasure. He's got to first get us to have the will. I want to do more for you, Lord. I want to do more in your kingdom. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use I want to be used to bring people off the street. To bring them into the house of God and give them a brand new start. That takes a new will level and a new skill level. But because we can't do that the way we were, we were doing teaching children's church. Because when you're bringing people off the street, they don't have children's problems. <laughs> they, got, they got grown up problems. You understand what I'm saying to you? So God works in us both to will willing to do for His good pleasure. My 36 minutes are up. <laughs> hmm. I got where, I, where we got off was on Isaiah 119. Put that up again. Isaiah 119, the living Bible. I'm going to keep preaching this, man. Yes, sir. God is working in us to get something done. I told my wife this, and I'm gonna say this now. I'm gonna say this now. now. Don't don't vote me out, and don't and don't thumbs down me online. I'm watching you. I can see you. You know I can see you, right? This is what came to me, and I'm not trying to be political. I'm trying to get the church to see what's going on. If in November President Trump loses the re-election bid religious liberty as we know it is over. I can tell by your, your resistance. you're not, If he loses religious liberty as we know it, our freedom to come here and our freedom to do what God has told us to do is over. This is what, what the Lord's impressed on my spirit yesterday. If he wins, then we have four years to finish. Yes, sir. I'm going to say it again. Make sure everybody online hears me. If he loses our religious liberty... Our freedom to operate and get things done in the body of Christ as we know it is over. It's done. Because the other side is already ready to crush us. He's already told. He's already said it. Pastor, you a Republican? Nope. Oh, you're a Democrat? Nope. Definitely not. Would never. I'm not. I'm, I'm Jesus party. is what Jesus wants but what I know is that just what he said to me yesterday if Trump loses but what he said he's not going to lose he's not going to lose but the fact that he's going to win we only have four years to finish our business as a church That means we have a lot of work to do and not a lot of time to do it. That's why he's in the office. Not because he's a great guy. He's a guy, I wouldn't let him come around my wife. <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, but see, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond liking somebody. It's about me liking somebody. It isn't about me agreeing with, you know, all all their tweets. I don't even have Twitter, so I don't know about that stuff. I don't care about that stuff. I'm talking about our assignment in the kingdom of God that God had to have him so we could do what we're supposed to do. See, See, because Jesus is coming soon. And we only have a certain amount of time to do what Jesus needs us to do. You're telling us how to vote? I don't, it doesn't matter to me how you vote. I'm just telling you he's going to win. Come on. I'm not telling you how to vote. He's going he's to win the re-election. Right. Okay? My point is, we need to get this willingness down. Yes, quick, fast, and in a hurry. There it is. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. I missed it. <laughs> we need to get this willingness down, quick, fast, and in a hurry, so that he can enlarge us on the inside To do what he's called us to do. Because we don't have much time to get it done. I lost 10% of y'all, maybe. Come back. I just got canceled. I just get canceled. I just got canceled. Praise the Lord. Now, I told you, God can download skills. Skillfulness can be downloaded. Willfulness cannot be downloaded. Willingness cannot be downloaded. That's why it says He has to work in you. Shoot. Can I give you two more scriptures here? And God has big vision for your life. This is your vision manifestation. He has big vision. For your life is his vision, and his vision. Uh, and I know people in the body of Christ want to fight us on this, but his vision re- always requires some financial ability. So he has to work in us to get us to understand how to work with him in the area of finances. So he can download skill to us, Robert, but he cannot download will to us. So to the scripture I want you to put up for me, please, in, in the book of Luke 7. Luke 7 verse 22. John the Baptist had sent, some, sent his disciples to Jesus. John the Baptist was in jail, about to lose his life. He didn't have to. He just had the wrong attitude. He was offended and so he lost his life. And in prison, he sent disciples to Jesus to go ask him, Are you the one? Or should we look for another? In other words, I'm in trouble right now. How thought you was coming here to help us? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John of things you have seen and heard. He said, the, That the blind, what? See. The blind see. Fixed it. The lame walk. walk. Fixed it. The lepers are Fixed. he's fixing it. The deaf. That's fix it The dead are raised Fixed it And the poor Oh wait a minute Oh that's a process here See the dead he can just raise them The blind he can just give them their sight The deaf he can just give them their hearing But the poor He didn't say he give them money He said the poor Have the gospel preached to them why? Because he's working in them both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So he has to work inside us. So he sends the gospel. Romans 10, 17. How shall they hear without oh that verse 17? Sorry, about, right about, about verse 15 or so. How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? So then faith, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God, right? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. Put, up, put this in, because uh, Romans 10, let's go to verse 12, because verse 12 is big here. Romans 10, verse 12. Hallelujah. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is what? Rich, Rich, to, all. Rich to all who call upon him. Is what again? Rich, Rich to all. So he's, he's you read other translations that say he's willing to give his riches to all who call upon him. So God wants to give his riches To all who call upon him. But let's keep going. Verse 13. Keep on going, please, for me. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, a sozo, which includes being made rich. And how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a who? A preacher. And how shall they preach unless they are what? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. All right, verse 16 and 17, please. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Keep going. So then faith comes by hearing. Faith for what? Faith to receive his riches. Come on. on on Hallelujah. Comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jesus said, the poor have the gospel preached to them. I can't just make them rich. I have to preach the gospel to them. When you're hearing me today, you're hearing the gospel preached to you. What does gospel mean? The the good news or the rewards of the good news. That's what I'm preaching, right? That's why I have beautiful feet, right? Just say yes. yes. So, So I'm preaching the good news of the gospel to you so that you can have faith to receive what God has for you. If you need to be healed, you got to hear the word of faith on healing. God needs us rich, so he has to get to us the word of faith on being rich, right? Last scripture for today, James chapter 2, verse 5. I'll pick you this up Wednesday night. Man, I didn't know this is going to take the whole month. <laughs> James 2, verse 5. Listen, my beloved brethren. Has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith? And heirs of the kingdom which you promised to those who love him? Oh. <gasps> Has not God chosen the poor of this world? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, he chose the poor of this world to be rich in faith or to become rich through faith. So the government's not going to make poor people rich. Here comes our second stimulus check. Oh, no, not yet. Okay. Oh, it's coming this week. Oh, no, it ain't coming yet. When it get here, it's only $1,200 anyway. Well, no. So and so talking about if they get in office, they're gonna give two thousand a month. Sir. If they did, whoop, they do, do, do. What is two thousand a month gonna do for you? That's, that's, that going to that's, that going to that's not gonna make you rich. That's not gonna. That's not gonna finance. Uh, uh, you know, I, the other day, the people in Zambia, they called, let me know, hey, we, we ran out. <laughs> I, well, I, I figured that. I figured you ran out. We didn't, we didn't give you enough to last a lifetime, you know, praise God. We just, just want to let you know we've done everything, and we're, we're out again. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I, that's why I let them know, well, praise God, we're going to use our faith, aren't we? Amen. We're not your source. We're a resource resource. You can go straight to the source and circumvent us. You don't have to wait on us to to wire any money to y'all. See, and if you understand it, you'll know he's chosen those who are poor in this world to be rich in faith, rich through faith and heirs of the kingdom. Which he has promised to those who love him. So has he not chosen? The answer is yes, he has chosen. But the gospel must be preached so the word can work in them and eventually they become willing and obedient. They must hear the gospel preached to them so the word can work in them and eventually they become willing and obedient. You come back Wednesday night, I'm going to teach you about the word working in you. That's what we'll pick up on that Wednesday night. The gospel is preached the word works in you, and eventually you become willing and obedient. Let's close by putting Isaiah 119, the living Bible back on the screen. Because here's what happens when you become willing and obedient. Can y'all read it with me? Yes. Can you read it like it's happening in your life right now? Yes. Everybody? Yes. You ready? Let's read. Yes. If you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is making me rich. Yes, God, is. God is making me rich. Yes, How you know, Pastor? Because I'm willing to let Him help me. Come on. Yes, sir. I'm willing to obey Him. Yes. Can I just throw this last thing in there? If you're going to obey God, you got to abandon the world. Yes. Obeying God implies disobey the world. Right. So, whatever training you got in the world, it hadn't worked for you anyhow. Right. Let's just tell the truth. So I might as well abandon that wisdom, that skill. Let me go learn this skill over here. Put Isaiah forty-eight, verse seventeen on the screen. Y'all stand up before I start rattling off, off a bunch of scriptures. Stand up because they once, see once you hit that tap in the Holy Ghost, it just is nonstop barber. And I hit that tap in the Holy Ghost, man. Thus says the Lord, your, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I'm the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, keep going, who leads you by the way you should go. So financial skill is taught by the Lord. You want to know how to profit? You want to know how to, how to increase? You want to know how to be rich? God's way and not the world's way, which gets you in trouble, which will ruin your marriage. You'll lose your kids trying to be do this the world way because when you do it the world's way, you're gonna to, to compromise something. Won't see your kids half the time. Won't see your wife or your spouse half the time. Your health goes to pieces. You definitely don't have time to go to church. See, but when you do this God's way, he says, I'll teach you. I'll teach you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, God is working in me. God is working in me. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. He's given me the will and given me the skill to be rich. Amen. <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Glory to God. Now, once he gives you the the skill, now the will, he works in you for that now, right? But once he gives you the skill, you do it. Just do it, and you'll look up one day, Deacon Robert, and you'll be tracking down Bill Gates. That's what Oscar said this morning. I heard Oscar tell you that. It's all over the news. You was tracking down Bill Gates. If that sounds far-fetched to you, I want to remind you what the Lord came and told me in a dream. Do not be moved by the world, for they can only dream of what I have for you. I mean, Bill Gates can only dream of what God has for the wealthy bakers. Mark Zuckerberg can only imagine just what God has for Mac and Annie Williams. What's that guy on Facebook, uh, uh, Amazon, the richest guy? Bezos. Jeff Bezos can only dream, only dream of what God has for, insert your name here. Yes. <laughs> Glory, to Glory to God. Is it going to happen? Yes. yes. Why? He working in you right now. Yes. Just to will it. Say, Lord, okay, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you make me rich. I'll, I'll let you make me rich. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I was telling my wife, it was the, this was yesterday, it was. And I was telling her, I said, you know, you know, I'm I'm really understanding now more and more the purpose of this prosperity. See, I, I've gotten to a point now where. I'm not really thinking about us. In other words, God has blessed us. Now I'm not satisfied. Now I'm, I'm not gonna turn away a bigger house and you know if God, if God wanna drop a Bentley on me, I'm not gonna say, no Lord, you can keep no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying if God wanna bring a you know a G550 my way. I'm not gonna turn that down. But what I'm saying is, Lord, I've reached a place where I'm more interested in what you can do through me than what you can do for me. You know, she had to give me this friendly reminder about as a, you know, a wife of an apostolic person is, you know, stay in your lane. You know, my lane is prosperity. And I can't, you know, because I got this thing, I got some outreach vision, evangelism outreach vision that has been loaded on me. I'm looking for some partners with me on that. Because we're about to hit these streets. All right, maybe not. Okay, so we're going to, so let me skip that part. Because y'all sound about as excited as y'all were about going to the dentist. Um, Um. I'm more interested in what God can do through me. Now you may not be there yet and that's okay. That's, that, that's fine. Because he first wants to show you what he can do for you. He wants to show you first that, that, and that's why he's working in us. So we can let him then show us I'll pay your rent. I'll buy your clothes provide your dinner to? I'll, I'll give you a purse and a shoes and what kind of shoes you like? I I, I get them. What kind of car you like? I, I get it. God he wants to do that. You want a bigger house? Anybody here want a bigger house right now? You want a different house? Look at all these houses Lord. Put your hand up again. I want a bigger house. Lord, Lord look at this. Father look at this. No no okay let me, let me put, put your hands down. I don't mean just because I said that. I want a big house. I mean, no, really, like right now, Lord, I want to, I need it. Okay, I want to know those. Lift those hands right now. All all of you right now believe in God for upgrading your, in your uh, housing. Father, see this. See this. Your word says in Psalm 21, verse 2, that you gave the king his heart's desire, and you did not withhold the requests of his lips. So, Father, I pray for all these kings and queens that with their hands up, that God, you give every one of them, every one of us, our hearts' desires, and that you don't withhold the requests of our lips. Whatever kind of house, whatever size, whatever neighborhood, oh my Shigo whatever neighborhood. Whatever layout, I thank you. Oh, you know how to put people in homes. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. baba Radabada Shikai Abasata Tarabasata. Sora, Madame de Bebe de Makita Abashon de Bekisa. Ran de Mede de Meshe de Bekida de Bashata. Sora Bada Bakita Abashata, Dana Bason de Kida de Bekisha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's about to get a house. goodness you believe in God for a house be very specific with God don't take the religious mindset of any way you bless me I'll be satisfied that's religion that's religion that, that just leaves it well God is whatever anything you throw me I'll just take it no that's religion like God is not in tune with your desires. If you're believing for a spouse, don't just say any way you bless me. Lord, be specific with the Lord. Lord is what I'm looking for. lest you end up with something you don't want. right? And you don't want a house, a home that you just you don't want that. No. Man, serious right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord You have not You have given him his heart's desire And have not withheld the request of his lips If a home Is your heart's desire Make it the request of your lips And then from this day forth, Thank him for it Well, thank you for my new home Thank you for my new home Thank you, Lord, for increasing us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you, you're ready to move out of someone else's place into your own place. Here it comes. Thank you, Lord. Some of you, you're ready to move from, uh, you've been in, in, in an apartment, you're ready to get a house. All right? Thank you, Lord. Some of you, now why, this is the biggest one. Some, this is the biggest one. I better check, see if y'all ready for this. Some of you, you're ready to stop renting, and you're ready to be a homeowner, and you're not going to take out a mortgage. forget it. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. Selah means sit there and just think about that for a minute. I don't know why I got stuck here. Thank you, Lord. All right, so Father, I forgot what I was praying about before, but you know these houses are desires. Thank you, Lord. You're a God of abundance, a God of increase. You know how to give your people what they need and what they desire. So thank you for it. Thank you, Father, you're increasing us more and more, us and our children. Thank you that you're giving us the words that we need that will help develop the will that we must have. That will then enable you to give us the skills necessary to manage large money, large territory, large work, and major responsibility. Thank you that we will be managers, stewards in the kingdom of God that you will use in this city and beyond to get your will done. I thank you, dear Father, for the time that we still have as a body of Christ to mobilize quickly and bring in this final harvest in these last days that we're living in and that God, it'll be so that when Jesus Christ returns, he'll not find a church with spots and wrinkles and all such things, but he'll find a church that's spotless, wrinkle-free, glorious, beautified, prepared, for the groom, Jesus, to appear. And God, I thank you that your people, that we're being stretched every day. You said, Father, we call unto you, you would answer us and show us great and mighty things that we don't know. So we do that. Show us, and we will let your words be our guide. Bless each person today. We pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, give God a